0: Welcome to episode 15 of the Infused Joy podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jane Case, writer, coach, speaker, and brand new podcaster. In today's episode, we are discussing the social media phenomenon of Me Too. With today's subject matter, I find it important to warn you of possible triggers of sexual harassment and abuse. Also, today's episode features graphic content and may not be suitable for children. So grab your headphones and let's dive in. I posted my Me Too post, first on Facebook with no description, then on Instagram with a bit more. I shared if the times men had yelled advancements at me or grabbed my body without my permission, but I realized that it had left a lot out. I left out the real moments of abuse, and it didn't hit me until I was brushing my teeth this morning that that had even happened. I wasn't intentionally not sharing. I was just doing what women do best, shielding everyone from my pain. I thought of the things that had occurred in my past and I was trying to protect my family and friends from my experience. I didn't want anyone to see me as a victim. I didn't want anyone to feel like they needed to protect me. I also was trying to protect the perpetrators from feeling publicly exposed. Yes, you heard that right. I wanted to protect my abusers from feeling embarrassed for their actions. I wanted them to feel like I don't remember so they can move on with their guilt-life guilt-free. Like the less we talk about it, the sooner I can move on and not let it impact my day-to-day life. I realize this is what women do, right? We push these moments aside. We hide them because we want men to leave us alone. We don't want to feel like a victim. We're afraid that we will be stigmatized and we're even trying to protect our abusers from feeling shame for their actions. Women, please know that I don't expect you to lay out your experiences for me. You don't have to rip open your wounds. That isn't your obligation, but I will share with you mine, not for pity, not for anything other than sharing the doubts surrounding these experiences and why we don't speak up. Why man after man has left my presence feeling like they did, they, what they did wasn't that big of a deal and I was left feeling like I could have been more forceful with my no. I will share with you mine because I want you to know the next time you're in a similar situation that you can respond in the way that feels true to you that you don't have to put up with this bullshit. For me, it started young. The first time I can remember being sexualized at a young age was my mom pulling the ring pop off of my hand and telling me not to eat that in public because men will think it's sexy. I can remember a family member touching me in my sleep Waking up as a young preteen girl with penises on my face, I had a stepfather who had a hole drilled in the wall to my bathroom watching me and no one told me no one stopped him. That same stepdad who took my 10-year-old body with him to buy crack cocaine and watched as the drug dealer stared and touched and spoke to me of what they wanted to do to me and my 10-year-old body. I can remember feeling uncomfortable with my own father coming into my bathroom because I knew that men could see me as a child, as a sexual being. My first kiss, that turned into more because I didn't think I had a choice to say no. Friends in high school who woke me up while I was sleeping to show me their penis and ask me to touch it. A friend on a plane on a mission trip asking me to look at and touch his penis while everyone else was around and while I was just trying to go on a church trip. A high school friend at church youth group eventually groping me with his foot under a blanket that we were sharing. Every man that told me that I liked whatever they were doing to me simply because I was a redhead. The time a perfectly consensual act of oral sex turned into being forcefully face-fucked until I threw up and he still asked me on another date and didn't understand why I said no. And I questioned if I was trashy or even being in that position in the first place. I meet up with someone who I was getting to know to see if we wanted to go on a date, turning into him holding my head back against my will and kissing me before pulling down my pants and having sex with me while I actively said no. I pulled myself together, cried a few tears, and drove straight to a friend's birthday party where I told no one for at least two years. A date that turned from a walk at the nature center to more and more events, even though I said I needed to go home because he was driving and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. That eventually turned into him going into my house to use the bathroom, which turned into me having sex with him so that he would finally leave. And I couldn't get him to leave my house until I made up plans for me to be somewhere else where I would have to leave my own home so that he would also leave followed up by over three years of intermittent harassing emails that went back and forth between you're a terrible person and I hate you to I think about you all the time and I wish we could be together. I blocked his phone, blocked his Facebook, and he would email me through my business website just to tell me how he felt about me that day, whether that was good or whether that was bad. Now, if you are a man and you're listening to this and you're thinking, could any of this be me? Could I have done this to someone else in the past? I would say if you have to ask, you probably are. Get clear on it, apologize, figure out why it happened, and make sure that it doesn't happen again, and speak up if you see something. Women are tired of carrying your guilty conscience on our backs. With each Me Too written, we are releasing the expectation that it is our responsibility to somehow protect you from your own actions. Your daughters, dates, sisters, nieces, church members, friends, wives are getting louder. For every woman who chooses to activate her right to stay silent, we, the ones who aren't afraid to speak up, will be behind her yelling on her behalf. Feel the burning sting of guilt in your bones. Listen to the women in your life as they speak of what they've so regularly experienced, what we've normalized as a society. Understand that we carry these actions around in our bones, in our muscle memory. When we're asked to feel safe, to blindly trust, know that we are carrying around proof after proof that we are in fact not safe and men are in fact not trustworthy. Find your own path to recovery from your conditioning as a male in this world. Think about the way you see women in your life and the girls walking down the street. Question your instincts and create space between your thoughts and your actions. Because women are waking up. We're getting louder and this was never okay. But we aren't putting up with it anymore. I'll see you next week.